0: I'm Cody from Game Life Balance US, a proud member of the and Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts at gunnageeknetwork.com, and get ready,
1: because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1... In a world where technology has brought order and awakened chaos... Three men have embraced their destiny to slay the technological beast, or something like that. Join in the laughs because it's time for the Digital Soup Podcast with Jason, Adam, and usually Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. That is right, super-duper listeners. This is Jason from the Digital Soup Podcast. And I didn't introduce it as just the Digital Soup Podcast. This is Jason with the Digital Soup Podcast. (laughs) It's a new name we're going to go with now. And I got a couple of tag-alongs here. Um, I can't quite remember (laughs) their names. Um, I think one of them was Frank and the other was Al. Hmm. Is that correct? I, I guess I'll be Al. Uh, you'll be it's Al. Close, we closer. can call you Al then, right?
2: Darn it. Yep. I think they're both dead. <laughs> are, are they really dead, both I, of them? One of them is, I know. No, the, uh, one's not. No, is one's Frank not. Gifford dead? Yeah, he died he is? last year, the year before. Right. Man. Yeah, that <laughs> was
1: that was when uh, Monday Night Football was great. I love that theme song.
2: Frank and Al and Dan. I'm yeah. more of Dan Deerdorf, the big goofy <laughs> offensive lineman, <right? laughs> I well Big Goofy role. does
1: fit you, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean nice. who else is gonna let their belly jiggle in a in a fake Spider Man jump oh, off yeah. of a picnic table, right? I would've I, if I had come In up slow with that idea. mo. I hope our listeners
1: watch that because you know I was the first, the first like uh, minute of it. I am just about if I I would have done a Dave spit take if I was drinking at that time because I was like, what is this guy doing? (laughs) Absolutely, I'm just jealous that you got to see the movie. That's that's what it is. Jealousy, as always. Well,
2: what are you gonna do?
0: So go ahead. I'm actually Adam, by the way, in case you're listening for the first time. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: I guess I should officially. It's actually Adam and usually Dave. Say that's hi guys. right. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> hello. <laughs> it's not uh, Frank and Al. No, and we tricked Dan. you. Wah, wah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's all the time we have today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now that you know who we are, we'd like to say goodbye. Thanks mm-hmm. for stopping in. <laughs> yeah, we got we got
1: nothing else. Whatever we want to do, We're, we have nothing in our heads. At least. Yeah. What if we had a
0: riddle?
2: We do have a riddle. so we start right off with that? This one, I you know, last week, you guys, last two weeks, really, you guys have blasted through my riddles a little too quick for my like. So I found another one.
1: We're I really smart. You,
2: yeah, I think Or so. he
1: got it off of the riddlesforkids.com. I don't <laughs> no, know.
2: I, I think all of this riddle solving each week is is boosting your brain muscle and mm-hmm. getting your Our guys- synapses are
1: firing! Yeah,
2: that you guys are getting physically fit, are mentally fit over here. And so, <laughs> yeah, not physically. <laughs> well, I mean, either there. Um, so I decided to to throw one in that was a little tougher, I think. So here we go. A mother has five boys. Their names are Marco, Tucker, Webster, and Thomas. Was the fifth boy's name Frank, Evan, or Alex? So it's a tricky one. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. I got
0: this. Says Jason. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know it, Adam. You're not saying it first. Shut it.
0: <laughs> I don't. The, I don't have anything off the top of my head for this one. We'll see if anything percolates yeah, as the show goes on.
2: It's a. It might be a tricky one. I know. Uh, it took me a little bit, but um, you know, it's that's the goal is to try and stump you guys, right? Well, I
1: I am just looking at this riddle in written form, and I I still can't get this thing. <laughs>
2: well, think it over. So while you guys are kind of kind of thinking over that for just a minute, as always, we like to take a moment here right off the top of the show and right before we leave to let you know that we are a part of the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. We're very proud members to uh, to that network or of that network, I should say. And this week, we wanted to take a second and point out a couple more of their shows for you like we do all the time um first up to start the show i wanted to mention how many of you guys are doctor who fans you guys watch doctor
1: who at all yeah i do do? i have not started i did watch the very first episode of the reboot if that's what you're talking about the the reboot from what 2006 or something Something like that i did watch the very first episode but i haven't gotten any farther yet all right now i know
2: i've watched a, a good chunk of it i'm not up to date on it but for all the whovians out there Right here as a member of the Gonna Geek Podcast Network, we've got a show that's called the Gallifrey Public Radio. Uh, it's a weekly podcast covering all topics in the Doctor Who universe, from episode discussions, yeah, right, to classic story appreciation, to comics, conventions, audio dramas. Um, the Gallifrey Public Radio staff, they span the decades and regenerations with views from the hardcore enthusiast to the fledgling fan and all points in between. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, This is the show for you. Go check this out right here on the Gunna Geek Network at GunnaGeek.com, and you'll be able to hear all about your favorite fan theories, episode recaps, anything you want to hear. So Gallifrey Public Radio is where you want to go check out to start off this week. So,
1: so. I was going to say I'm glad you explained that, Dave, because when I saw that title, I seriously thought it was a podcast dedicated to all things Gallifernicus.
2: <laughs> Galifernacus, Gallif- I like <laughs> what you did there. <laughs> <Between laughs> Galifernacus, <Gallifrainakis. two> <laughs> Yeah. No,
1: one man. I love I love between two ferns. That is one of the funniest things I've oh, seen on he's,
2: YouTube. He's he's a hilarious dude, that's for sure. So <laughs> well, the, the next thing as as we like to do always here to kick off digital soup each and every week is we've started throwing up these Twitter polls, right? And the big
1: Twitter bowls. Twitter bowls. Get Twitter, bowl. Right.
2: Twitter bowl. So um, and we're actually gonna I yeah, we actually... Twitter bowls got everything in it. Got the corn, <laughs> little little mashed potatoes. Is that <clears> is <throat> that where you put your
1: pet bird?
2: Yeah <laughs> my <I> chicken? What? <laughs> yeah. No, but last week I, I put up a poll because as we know, last Friday was the Spider-Man homecoming release, Thursday actually. And so I decided last week, let people talk about Spider-Man. it for a week, to see Spider Man. Um, who your top favorite villain was or, or you maybe I'll just read it so I don't sound like a fool stuttering around here like do Watch right you now. read it right so what I put <laughs> <laughs> man I'm stuttering all over Jeez not, read it for once god not on my game today but last week I asked with the Spider-Man Homecoming set to release it's villain time we wanted to know who takes your top spot as your favorite Spidey villain and we got some some results on this and in, in some talk back bottom line is Green Goblin wins with 50% of the votes. The choices were Craven the Hunter, Chameleon, Green Goblin. The fourth option was Other, and we asked people to just reply with their pick. Super friends, I'm a little disappointed in you because Green Goblin wins with 50% of the vote. 37% of the vote in second place was people choosing Other, but we only had one person actually respond to us and say who their other choice was. And that's our friends over at the CNC Geekcast who are huge fans of Dr. Octopus. And so that was what I'm counting as a second place is going to be Doc Ock. And in third place, Craven the Hunter. And unfortunately, the Chameleon, he he got no votes, which is kind of a bummer. He's an interesting character. But that was the poll last week. So
1: I did not vote, but uh, if I was to vote, I would have picked other, and I would have uh, keyed in then Andrew Garfield because I think he was the worst Spider-Man ever. <laughs> the villain <laughs> anti-Spider-Man. You didn't like Man. him? No, I didn't really care for him that much. Uh, you know, I, I, Toby Maguire was pretty good. I mean, I, yeah. I, I did enjoy him, and I actually think, unlike you two, I haven't seen the new one, but I do think Tom Holland is probably going to be my favorite. I just love hearing uh, how uh, childlike he is—not childlike, but how youthful he sounds. Uh, he is child doing this. I, <laughs> I mean, at one point <laughs> yeah, he was probably shouldn't have about... said that. He like a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he was whining
2: about his lollipops and candy. And...
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to clean my room, Mom. <laughs> right, you get those spider webs. I don't know how they got there.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Can you imagine the mess he's got to clean up with those
1: webs? Oh, yeah. Well, wow. he's he's sleeping, and all of a sudden he's like fighting a rhino or something in his dream. And he's like,
2: yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs>
1: all over his walls. You know,
2: <laughs> I, I we do have a new poll that we're putting up. But since we're talking about it, as you said, Adam and I both had a chance to go see Spider-Man: Homecoming. I had actually put together yeah. just a brief, spoiler-free. what is it about eight minutes long nine minutes long something like that Uh, a little bit of my thoughts yeah you know eight nine minutes long a little review non-spoiler so you can watch it not worry if you haven't seen it about my thoughts about the new spider-man movie but why don't we talk a little bit about that real quick i know jason you haven't seen it um you can chime in with whatever you've heard you know or, or what you're excited about until you get to see it but adam Mm-hmm. I know my thoughts are out there. I put them out for the world to yep. see over on our YouTube channel. What did you think?
0: Well, I, I saw your thoughts. Uh, you know, it didn't hit the mark all across the board for you. For me, it yeah. kind of—I really liked it. Um, yep. I didn't. I didn't have any of the the same kind of thoughts you did on the on the that hmm. some piece, parts of it were boring here and there. But that's just because I don't know. I I thought the whole thing. It. <sighs> it's hard to say. I mean, it was. It was the humor was spot on, kind of like yeah. it's Marvel style. This is probably the, their funniest movie that they've put out yet, in my opinion. was yeah. Deadpool. Um, well, but, <laughs> yeah, okay, right. let's put Deadpool aside. Um, and so, How can you put Deadpool aside? Because <laughs> no one puts Deadpool in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ronald Reynolds, is, it's not fair if you just started to compare the two, but right. um, the action was spot on. The villains, the story arcs, the characters were really, really good. Um, Aunt May was... Uh, Hot. Pretty, she was awesome. <laughs> had a great scene at the end. It was just killer. Yeah. Um. It, it helped carry messed. the story forward, and you know, you could, it, it, you know, as much as it wasn't, it wasn't an Avengers movie, but you got part of that with it. You know. Yeah. Um. It moved the story forward a little bit, and you got to see his character grow, even though mm-hmm. you didn't get to see the original origin. I can understand what you're saying, Dave. That you know, well, he's already Spider-Man. Yet this is still kind of him. He's still becoming Spider-Man, even though he's already got the powers. Yeah. You know, but um. A lot of this was him kind of finding his own strength and stuff like that, which I, I, I really liked that part of it, and right. uh, I thought it was stellar. Can
1: yeah. I ask you guys one thing, and hopefully this is not a spoiler here, but you both have mentioned this now that you did not see the origin story. Mm-hmm. Now, did it start out with yeah everybody assuming he was already Spider-Man, or did he well, just wake up one day and shoot webs? Well, the, the you know, this movie
0: takes place after uh, Captain America Civil War, uh, where, okay. where he was already Spider-Man. So
2: right. it, it he was basically spider picks Man. right spider, up Spider-Boy. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Boy. Boy. So well, technically
1: it, this should be Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1 should have been a precursor to uh, you know, the Captain America, right? Yeah,
2: Captain America Civil War is where he showed up. And, and
1: I mean if if they were
2: yeah, if, if they were going to do it that way where it was if they wanted to do the full traditional I got bitten by a radioactive spider well, we holy cow it, if they were going to do that again, yeah, again, that movie would have taken place right before Civil War, and Man. then you, you you would have seen that character show up in Civil War. We don't need that. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody has seen enough of Spider Man to know what's going on, and they did kind of fill it in a little bit, so you know people could see. You know, even if you didn't know how Spider Man got his powers. They do reference it, you know, with a couple of quick one-liners and one-off things. So, mm-hmm. and he did covered. have a
0: he had a really solid uh, sidekick character that I liked a lot. Yeah, and, so. you know, and that's Man.
2: No, <laughs> uh, is, I, is his
0: name Ned? Ned. Yeah, I Ned, think it's yeah. Ned.
2: He's the man. He's his guy in the chair. That's what he calls him. Mm-hmm. So, because <laughs> every superhero, you know, and it's I, I never really thought about it until I saw them joking around <laughs> at the beginning of this film about how every time you, you look at Flash and look at Arrow. When Flash is out doing his thing, he's zooming around the city, arrows well, out. Zoom's right a different guy. Guess. Well, I know, but he, they're, they're out doing their thing. You've always got that one person, Felicity, or the, I can't remember, Cisco. Oh, I didn't and, like that and, show.
1: That redheaded girl just annoyed me. <laughs> no, you've always got these people,
2: though, sitting back in the control center kind of telling them, all right, turn here. There's four guys coming on your left or whatever. And that's what this kid wants to be for Spider-Man, for Peter Parker. And it, it's pretty cool in and, and the fact they're both teams. Teenagers is, pretty is that awesome. the fat kid? Yeah, yeah. The okay. Heavy, heavy set kid. And so, no, fat. I'm fat. <laughs> I can say he's fat. <laughs> well, you know. But, you know, and you guys, for listeners that haven't seen it, um, go check out the Digital Soup YouTube channel, which I believe is linked up on our website. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, if not, we'll throw a link to that in the show notes if we remember here. But if we um, remember, we I, might not. We're getting old, and it's yeah, you never know. I, I did go in and, and I did that little video, and I waited till the next day because when I did the Wonder Woman one, a thought occurred to me that you know maybe I did that too soon because I'm walking right out of the theater, recording crappy video in my car, and I was so excited <laughs> about Wonder Woman; it was so good. And so it's like, oh, maybe with a day, I'll have a little perspective. But it, it was nice because I got to take my time to sleep on and think about what I thought. But I, I did enjoy Spider-Man. I really did. But at the end now, of the Dan, day, you, yeah, go ahead. I was going to
1: say, you did tell us, though, that uh, you did enjoy Wonder Woman more than Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, I did. I think as far as as far as far this year, superhero movies this year, my order is going to be Wonder Woman with Logan and Spider-Man tied right in one and two. Mm-hmm. Um I Spider-Man was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I think part of my problem might have simply been that I had such high expectations for this movie. Um, and I was really, really looking forward to it. And I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. The humor was great. And like like, like Adam was saying, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, this, this kid was brilliant. Um, it was the perfect depiction of Spider-Man as a teenager, how he should have been in the comics and in the other movies. It wasn't a 30-year-old guy trying to pretend he's still in high school. You know? it it was good Mm -hmm. there were just parts to me that in that middle section kind of where it it really kind of hit that little bit of a marvel slowdown and was kind of like okay let's just get to the good stuff because you know it's coming you know i I don't need this other stuff but that that might have been just me overall i definitely still enjoyed it It, it's up there in in one of my favorite marvel films but
1: so what was the runtime on this what was it
2: two two hours and 13 minutes or two hours and something
1: Marvel just can't make a mm. ninety-minute flick, can they?
2: I don't think we want that though.
1: <sighs> well, you 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 just got done saying that yeah. in the middle there was in a stuff. If it was ninety minutes, mm. maybe you'd be like, oh my god,
2: this
0: was great all the way there
2: from the beginning to the end. I watched, two, all the hours credits, and I watched-
0: thir- two hours and thirteen minutes.
1: Boom,
2: nailed it. No, but um, the the thing is though, that might have been just me. That that kind of felt that way because. I don't know. It might have just been an well,
0: expectation thing for me, or or. And my comment was also that we've seen one, two, three, four, five Spider-Man movies, in since you know 2002 or yeah. whenever you know whenever the first Spider-Man came out with Sam Raimi, yeah. And you know it's okay. How many different ways can we see this character? And is it right. gonna you know Spider-Man two still one of the greats yeah. that are out there? You know, there's it just could be that we're getting Spider-Man burnout.
1: Could what be. we need is a carnage spin-off mm. Well, yeah, that,
2: you're not going to get <laughs> Dave's it. Dave's like, no,
1: Dave's like, no, you no ab-
2: absolutely. Yeah. I'd love it. But the the whole drama that's happening with venom and that whole side of things with Fox or excuse me, with Sony and, and Marvel, it's a mess and they're, they're doing something goofy and it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. But I'm really excited for the next Spider-Man movie. From what I've heard now, um, there's going to be five movies that spider-man appears in the first one being civil war spider-man homecoming is number two uh the in the avengers infinity war will be number three um there's an three Avengers and four right? well yeah there's a, an unnamed fourth avengers movie coming that he's going to be a part of there and then finally a spider-man homecoming two or sophomore year whatever they're going to call it you know And so it'll be interesting to see what they do once all of that, because it sounds like he's going to play a pretty pivotal role with the Avengers through these next few films. So I I think this was, how would you say a great way to really get viewers bought in on this new Spider-Man and this new universe with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they they did a great job. At its core, it still was an origin story, in my opinion, even though they didn't go into the radioactive spider bite and everything else. It was still, like Adam said, him learning to be Spider-Man. You know, him becoming himself, him understanding his powers and everything else. So that being said, go see it. I mean, this movie was fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Well, speaking of origin stories, uh, what do you think? Uh, The next uh, reboot of Batman, you know, after, uh, you know, uh, the Ben Affleck Batmans. uh, Do you think uh, Bruce Wayne's parents will get killed again? We're going to see that again. in the next batman movie yeah and well no because they're kind of they're going to skip over that because in batman versus superman his parents are already dead uh, and so i'm assuming that the the first ben affleck batman is going to take place after that right they're not going to jump back right yeah yeah i'm
2: I'm sure they'll get
0: casey affleck to play him Uh, oh yeah
2: (laughs) i i think that by the time the affleck run is done and this whole justice league run is done when it comes time for them to reboot batman again don't be surprised if they don't dive into redoing the Batman Year One storyline or the Killing Joke storyline, one of those two as the main cinematic universe,
1: because I think it could be good. So
0: I really like that Batman Begins. I thought that was a good yeah. movie.
1: Well, the actually, uh, yeah, for, if I had to actually pick my absolute favorite Batman movie, and maybe this is going to seem really cliche just because of, you know, George loved it so much. Is it know.
2: 89 or is, is it is it Batman or Batman Returns? I,
1: I, I was going to say it was the uh, the one that had uh, uh, the Dark Knight.
2: OK, with Heath Ledger.
1: Yeah. Heath yep. Ledger is the Joker. I mean, I would have to say if I had to pick one Batman movie to watch multiple times, that would be. Yeah. It.
2: It's a great one. Well, our, our our old favorite Batman prior to some of the newer Christian Bale, Zack Snyder, is Zack Snyder right? Yeah, who did the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, Michael Keaton. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, that's who it was, not Snyder. Snyder was involved with something else. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael Keaton as the vulture in Spider-Man mm-hmm. Homecoming.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. The, like, you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's yeah. get nuts. <laughs> I like how I like how Batman is now playing a villain. Like but that. I'll tell
2: you what. I think this is one thing I, I give major credit to the Spider-Man movie about. This is the first time I've seen a villain in one of the new Marvel Cinematic Universes that felt menacing and didn't feel lame or kind of hamstrung like you knew they just didn't have enough to overpower the hero. Well, because he was was intimidating, and you at times were just like, you know, they're not going to kill Spider Man, but is he going to get away with this? And Spider Man's going to end this movie getting his butt whipped.
1: Hey, mm-hmm. you're not going to tell me that Mister Freeze was not intimidating. That guy <laughs> scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. say, yeah
0: I, I kind of agree. He was. He was. An, he played an intense character. Michael Keaton did a great job. <laughs> yep. And but he, he
2: was very human too. Like, well, he had he had some real relate. good motivation. Yeah, you know, his I
0: motivations mean, were were pretty plain and simple.
2: Yeah, when all that gets revealed towards the end, you're looking at it. You're like, man, yep. I'll, he, I'll he also is a add, villain, but I kind of feel for him.
0: And no spoilers here, but great twist.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: So anyway, like an Good M job. Night
1: Shyamalan type twist. N- no,
0: <laughs> yep. At the end of it, it turns out Spider Man was actually uh, a small boy dead and, the whole time. Yep, oh, and sorry. he was <laughs> <laughs> he was a small boy in the 1800s. Right,
2: right. Well, you
1: monkeys. know what? Uh, just you know, just joking about that there, right? Um, The Walking Dead. You guys know and love The Walking Dead, and uh, it's been speculated for so, so long. Uh, We're, what, seven seasons in now? We're going to be heading into our eighth season of The Walking Dead. But, I mean, the the speculation is still going on that this whole thing is just a coma dream of Rick Grimes. Um, And if that really turns out to be the truth, I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Um, But Dave, you haven't watched. I know Adam's watched him, but in the very first episode, uh, Rick Grimes is shot there and they're they're chasing some criminals. He's shot and he's in a coma in a hospital. And when he wakes up, that's when the the zombie outbreak had happened. So I I I can see why people speculate. Oh, you did watch the first
2: season. Very
0: similar to 28 Days Later or whatever. 28 Days.
2: Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if if that... comes out to be the case i guarantee you i will never
1: watch this show ever it would upset a lot of people lot. I think. didn't they do
0: that with some show a long time ago it was a dallas yeah. or something like that or- yeah it's, where, it's such a
1: where bobby out. comes out of the shower and uh you know the whole last season was just uh, a dream or whatever i i didn't watch it but you know i know the i know what happened yeah huh interesting <sighs> it, it's what was good. it oh, let's talk about that? instagram well, before okay. we do that,
2: let us we've got a new poll up because we talked about it last oh, week. Oh,
1: we was talking about the poll and we just got off on a roll. Yeah, no, I figured
2: oh, yeah, we'd jump right. right to Spider-Man. But we're going to put something up because we're going to try a new segment coming up. I don't know what we'll call it. Um, but basically what we're going to do is we're going to take a, an extended period of time in, in an upcoming episode at some point, probably a few weeks down the line, um, and dive a little deeper into a specific movie that we've all seen. And it's going to be probably a movie that's a little bit older so that we don't have to worry about spoilers or anything else. So we're going to put up four movies for this initial run, and we want you guys to uh, cast your votes on there. Let us know what movie you want to hear us dive deeper into in a coming episode, probably within about a month. Your choices are going to be John Wick, number one, the first John Wick movie, not in the number one spot. Uh, The Crow, the original The Crow movie, gladiator or taken and we kind of decided to go with the theme of the kind of revenge movie um how did you put it adam was that what it was like revenge
0: um yeah revenge um badass action, action revenge, something. yeah after,
2: kind swear. of gritty yep so um that's your choices john wick the crow gladiator or taken let us know what you want us to dive into and that'll be up that poll will be up on both um twitter And in our Facebook Digital Soup community (laughs) group, um, that will be up there. So vote in either spot. Let us know which one you want to hear us talk more about. Now, real quick, I wanted to share with you guys. I I don't know if you guys, maybe this is just kind of funny to me. I know Jason, was it you that mentioned, let's talk about Instagram. And this is something I've seen for a long time. Was it Adam? I forget. One of you guys just said, let's talk about Instagram. It was me. I'm Adam. Adam. I I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. I I couldn't know. I didn't know if it was (laughs) Al or Frank or who Sometimes I
0: just feel lost.
2: Yeah. It was actually Adam. That's right. Okay. Usually Um,
0: Dave, and actually Adam. Yeah. Generally Jason.
3: Generally
2: Jason. (laughs)
0: Generally Jason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gentle Jason. (laughs) Well, he's a gentle giant. Jack, Andy.
2: (laughs) Foreshadowing. If um, if you guys follow Instagram, you guys have probably seen yeah on on a lot of um you know social media just instagram twitter all over where you get these big travel photographers and they're always setting up these big elaborate photo shoots where look they've got their tent where they're camping for the night on the edge of this you know epic looking cliff with this big screen and there's a new instagram account out there that you guys need to go check out it's called uh if you search for at you did not sleep there and basically this is a a woman it sounds like in this article Whoa, got it, got it linked up here and uh, in the show notes. And essentially, what it is is she's going out and kind of both making fun of the fact that so many of these photos are just staged and they're not real, and also kind of doing some little parody photos of her own too to say, yeah, this is so unrealistic. You you couldn't sleep in these places, and it, it's just kind of fun. And I know I just saw today. I think it was over on the F Stopper's website as well. They had another big long post of a bunch of examples of social media photos that aren't exactly as they appear and there's this famous cliff i think in california somewhere that guy hanging off it yeah with his feet he's hanging by his feet and they're like yeah you see these kinds of photos and then they pull back and you see there's lines of people because this is a famous instagram spot (laughs) you look at and really it's just a rock about four feet off the ground or three feet off the ground but when you frame it up, you've got the big coastline in the background. It looks like you're hanging off this massive hundred foot <laughs> cliff and really it's just a rock three feet off the ground or something. I so. I,
1: I had this one picture of me uh <laughs> holding up the leaning tower of uh Pisa. Do you get the joke I'm saying? Because that's yeah, a hold... famous thing to do when you're <laughs> yeah. over there.
2: Or the you know, the the other ones you see people all the time, yeah. They'll line it up, just perspective, um, playing with that, where they'll line it up and make it look like they're grabbing the moon out of the sky or something. Um, You can do all kinds of fun stuff there. But, yeah, it's kind of a fun account to follow because – I, I, she must be pushing buttons because she's getting blocked in a lot of heat from some of the big travel photographers out there because you know they're kind of getting mad that she's you know sharing their secrets or exposing. Well, they got to the learn
1: not to fake their crap then. Well, and the thing is that I mean, I myself. Yeah, how do they
0: know? How do they know it's fake though?
1: That's what I don't get because some of these look. Yeah. Well, how would you... well, when you actually go to the site, you can see. Yeah, her whole that's premise. What she's it,
2: doing. They're they're actual photos. There, it's not like she's saying they're photoshopping them or anything like that and just mm-hmm. making stuff up. What her point is with this this whole account that she's doing is saying that look, these people they're they're going in there and they're just going on a hike and they're saying, This look, this would be an amazing spot. Let's set up a tent quick and do all the stuff and make it look like we camped here, and then we're gonna oh, yeah, tear yeah. everything down and then go back to the safe campsite. And that's her point is that, you know, it, it's kind of like we talked about last week with our YouTube rant about people doing stupid stuff to go viral. Instagram is another one where You'll see people just going in and they're climbing up to the tops of these buildings, hanging off a building with one hand and having someone snap a picture when it's like a 60 story drop just to get a viral Instagram picture. And it's ridiculous (laughs) because people are risking their lives for this stuff and there's no need for it, you know, and that's where
0: she's going to sleep on. People don't sleep on train tracks
2: yeah right exactly and that's what she's <laughs> there's some pictures on
0: here that people are they got their tent set up on a train track yeah yep. and
2: she's going in there and just kind of you know making her own parody posts like yeah look look at this great spot and then also pointing out other ones where it's like yeah this this isn't legit here's the spot there's no way you could actually sleep here it was kind of interesting and it's fun to look through so if you're into that kind of thing go check it out because i think you'll have a good laugh at it because those kinds of photos they are everywhere they're the most viewed types of content you see probably in Instagram and social media right now. So (laughs) what else do we got going on this week?
0: And now it's time for dear digital soup, a chance for you, the listener to ask your question to the digital soup podcast, Jason, Adam, and usually Dave will do their best to answer your question, technical or non-technical. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. And sometimes they say the dumbest thing you could possibly imagine. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of Dear Digital
2: Soup. About time. What do you guys think? Dear Digital Soup time. (laughs) That's right. This will be fun. It's been a while. Yeah. We put out a call, it was a couple weeks ago now, for people to go ahead and send us in questions, both audio clips, and we got a fair amount of those, and um, email them, whatever we've got. And so... People got a hold of us. We've got a good handful of questions now. For those of you that haven't heard, dear Digital Soup, we did the first run of this segment on April Fool's Day this year, and Jason had a little fun. He threw all kinds of random questions and had people recording some crazy audio. We had some friends of the show send in some good questions, but the goal was we wanted people to treat this as you know what they would call uh, on the internets a AMA and ask us anything, ask me anything. Yeah, and it didn't have to be tech related. It could be anything at all, and we're gonna give our best shot at trying to answer some of these questions. So, oh boy, I just, I I said, cra-
1: I just had one correction, <laughs> Dave. It's the interwebs. You interwebs. Gotta that. Yeah, you gotta pronounce that's
2: right. Correctly, that's right.
1: <laughs> and at least
0: for for Dave and I, this is gonna be the first time we've seen these questions completely yeah. honestly.
2: Although I I did hear I did see one or two of them ahead of time because I had to do a little research on one of them. So, in okay. fairness. Yeah. But you'll know the one it is when it comes. Yeah,
1: hmm.
0: probably has nothing to do with photography. Pro-
2: probably <laughs> not.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, Dave answers a uh, photography questions because I, I can't do it. I'm gonna make
2: you guys answer them one of these days. <laughs> Point and shoot. Explain to me the difference between. <laughs> case, I'll go ahead. Do it. Sure. sure. No, okay. no. Oh yeah, Dave's gonna spring
0: a photography quiz on us one of these days.
2: Pop quiz. Uh, what how do much you light do? is? <laughs> What's two sto- two stops higher than f? 4. 5. Uh, two stops. Four point seven. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know 5 point, 5. I just 6. I just, no, I just went two points stop.
1: I think
2: no, not to worry. Know. But what's our? We've got some questions. What's our <clears> first question?
1: Well, I thought you were going to take the first question. Why don't we go? We're going to hit an email, email one. Okay, yeah, let's perfect. do that. one first. So this one
2: you emailed us. Um, this is from a gentleman named Zach from the Ether Dot Direct podcast. And he sent us in two email questions, two different ones. Um, The first one here, it says, sports are my number one passion in life. So I was wondering if you could respond to a question regarding the upcoming NFL season. I want to hear your top three teams from each conference, meaning AFC and NFC, who you think will win the Super Bowl, and one sleeper from each conference that people might be forgetting about. I'm not sure if you're into the NFL at all, but if you are, I'd love to hear your thoughts, considering the preseason is right around the corner, which is very true. Less than a month away and our Minnesota Fighting Vikings take the field down in Mankato for possibly the last time ever. So let's get into the NFL. Who wants to tackle this one first?
1: Well, my mom always said (laughs) uh, I can't play any... uh... Can't play any of that foosball, so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what What do you got, Dave? I mean, you you out of all of us, uh, you are probably the most hardcore because you know he's the only one that actually played football in high school and college. So yeah.
2: yeah. So go, Dave. You, you go! Want, you're going to make me answer this all by myself. You no, guys don't no. Have you
1: start out. Okay. We're we're each doing our picks. Well, right? well, let's. I got do this. I got
0: nothing on this because I don't. So really
1: so let's <laughs> do this.
2: <laughs> AFC first, Jason. Who who are your top three teams in the AFC? Oh, geez. I think I, for me coming out of there, you're going to have to go with the Patriots as much as it kills me I, to say no. it. I hate the Patriots. John, our friend, uh, listener of the show, John, I know you're going to give me a hard time about that. He's a huge Patriots fan. I can't stand him. Much respect to the fact that they've won so many championships and they seem to be able to put together a good team regardless of how much crap they've got on the field. But Patriots got to be up near the top of that list. I think the Steelers are also up there. Well, they're Um, always,
1: yeah, they got, they're always
2: up there. And this year, I think the team, depending on how Derek Carr comes out at quarterback with a broken leg, he suffered at the end of last season. If he's healthy, the Raiders are going to be a team to watch. And I think they, they're not a sleeper to me. I think they're a full on power in the AFC.
1: Now what city did the Raiders go to for this year?
2: They, they Raiders.
1: No, not, not yet. Did they?
2: Yeah, they, they were Oakland, but yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Did they move to L.A.? with? I,
1: th- I thought I heard they were moving. I think they were the team that was moving. You know what? I, I, you know, I have to look
2: this up because I, I started following it earlier this year in the offseason. I haven't looked in a while. I think what's happening is that Oakland is going to actually – they're trying to relocate to Vegas, I think, is where they're going, but they're not there yet. I think Oakland's going to stay in Oakland this year. I could be wrong on that, but mm-hmm. regardless of where they're playing, I think the Raiders – are going to be a power this year
1: for the first time in many many years so who do well, you got in the afc well i was going to say my picks are not scientific at all because i don't follow uh, college football so i didn't follow the draft i don't know you know more than word of mouth of like coworkers and friends that have talked about it but uh, you know i'm going to have to go with uh, the patriots just like you just because it seems like they're always you know they're always playoff bound and they always yeah. have a chance of uh, doing it being in uh you know ohio here surprisingly The majority of Ohioans are Steelers fans. Uh, It it is the weirdest thing to me. I mean, you go up north, and, of course, they hate, uh, you know, Michigan, you know, yeah. specifically because of the Wolverines and the, right. the Buckeyes. Ohio state, but uh, yeah. they love the Steelers, and that's that's another state. Uh, yeah. But I'll have to go with the Steelers. And then, you know what? Just because of the talk, and I guess it did really good in the draft, uh, I'm going to say my – oh, I, I have to pick a third one, didn't I, before yep. I do my sleeper hit. Yeah, uh, I didn't
2: give a sleeper yet either.
1: My third one, I, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, they – they're always good. They're always playoff bound and stuff. But uh, my my uh, my my sleeper pick, I'm gonna say the Cleveland Browns. They're gonna surprise people this year. I mean, they got some really great drafts from. I I, I don't ask me who they are, uh, but everybody <laughs> everybody at work is talking about them, saying this is gonna be the year. Uh, well, they're, they're a young team. You know, they just you know. Uh, they're going to surprise some people this year. They I, I
2: really hope so because that's a franchise that, boy, if there's a franchise that could use not even a Super Bowl win, just a winning season, and <laughs> yeah. a, the, just the what, birth what, of uh,
1: you're talking about the one in a winning, uh,
2: fifteen uh, huh. isn't a winning well. I mean, season? just <laughs> just a team that could really use some hope that they can contend into the playoffs for the next five, six years even because that franchise has gone through so many coaching changes, so many quarterbacks. They just can't seem to get it together on the field. And that's a team I I always, every year I've got this kind of secret hope, like, come on, let the Browns be good. Let it, let them get into the playoffs. Let them surprise some people. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. They do have some, some good young players. They're doing some different stuff in their ownership and GM and, um, selection, player selection, and roster building, kind of similar to what baseball did with the Moneyball topic. But it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm hoping Cleveland can come in good. But that, that's your sleeper then, though.
1: Yeah, that's my sleeper. Like I said, okay. I I don't follow college or anything, so I don't yeah. follow the draft. I don't know all these up-and-coming players, but right. I hear some good things about uh, who the Browns did get because they so. had like 18 first-round picks because right. they suck so bad. Yeah,
2: well, and they did a lot of trading <laughs> in, in the offseason. I think sleeper-wise, for me, the team I'm going to have to go with because they had some promise last year, but – I'm going to have to say Tennessee might be a team, the Titans um, to watch because they've been making some good moves. They've got some good young talent Um, just seem to be missing a few pieces, but Tennessee might be able to pull it together. Adam, I know you said you're bowing out on this one, but any thoughts come to mind? Or do you want to just pick three completely random teams from the AFC? <laughs>
0: I'm going to abstain <laughs> we, from this question so I don't well, sound I was, <laughs> that stupid. Well, I was going to
1: say, we write them down and watch. They are all may have playoff bursts. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, right. No, I'm
0: going to stay bowed out on this one.
1: All right. So NFC, Jason. Re- yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna go right off. I want to see the Vikings. I want to see the yeah. Vikings have a very good year. I'm not gonna call them a sleeper because you know they usually make it to the playoffs. So you know they're always a contender. Also, I mean the majority mm-hmm. of the seasons they make it to the playoffs.
2: This year would be special for them if they could make it.
1: What's what's so special about this year, Dave? Super
2: Bowl held in the U.S. Uh, Bank Stadium. Yeah, it'd be That's the right. first time a team ever played in a Super Bowl in their home stadium.
1: It and it's also records. the very first time a Super Bowl has cool. ever been played in the U.S. Bank Stadium.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is true also because yep, it was just that's... built last year. Yep. <laughs> Second time for a Super Bowl in Minnesota, though. It's been a while. but
1: Yeah, and then you know what? I really, you know, I'm going to go, you know, that's me just trying. I'm going to say probably maybe the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, mm. Nobody else from uh, the Vikings division. I shouldn't do that. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can. I could, I guess, but uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm just gonna go with my sleeper here. Uh, what What did I say uh, when I was so joking you, around? You was...
2: have the Vikings, the Seahawks, and you have one more team you need before you get to your sleeper.
1: All right, let's just go to Buccaneers. I don't know
2: Buccaneers. That they could be. They might be a good sleeper pick, actually. So, who's your sleeper?
1: My I was I was gonna I was gonna say something uh, like uh, one of the defunct teams like the Oilers or something.
2: <laughs> they they were AFC though. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Is there a defunct uh, NFC team?
2: Um, off the top of my head, I'm drawing a blank right now. But
1: all right, well, my sleeper pick, uh, just because uh, I was a huge uh, Joe Montana fan back in the day, I'm just gonna say the Niners.
2: Niners? They'd be they would definitely be a sleeper because they were terrible. Oh yeah, they're they're,
1: yeah. they're great. What are you talking about? Ooh, so bad. <laughs> I think for me,
2: I mean, as a Minnesota Vikings fan, I mean, you, you cut me, I bleed purple. That's what I am. And, and I've got a tear from my Well, Vikings. really?
1: I'm going to test that out yeah. next week. Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> if they'll make it. A
2: lot is dependent He's on. He's an alien. Kill him. <laughs> right. No, I'm a Viking, not an alien. No. A, a lot depends with the Vikings. They've He's going to rape great... and
1: pillage. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, we might have to not move necessarily questions here. in that order.
2: Right. Yeah. They, they've got so much talent and, and so much potential but we'll see what happens I, I think their defense is one of the best in the league and if they can get that offense going even at an average clip they're going to be a pretty unstoppable team and and i've got to say I, I like the vikings coming out of the nfc i hate to say it i also like green bay even though i can't stand green bay that that this division is going to be a race to the finish between green bay and minnesota so my third well, team is going to be Dallas Cowboys, I think they have a mm. very strong team. They were great last year. Yeah, they
1: were great last year. I didn't even – I completely forgot about them.
2: We'll, yeah, we'll just have to see if, if both Dak Prescott and, and Zeke Elliott can come out their sophomore years and, and be as productive or better than they were last year. So, um, But they've got a great offensive line and some, some great players and pieces on that team. So Dallas, I think, is going to come out strong. My sleeper pick, I, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers for the NFC. Um, because they showed some potential last year. They've got some good young players. Jameis Winston at quarterback, he's a playmaker. He's young and he's raw. It's his third year, I think, now. Um, but he's got some potential and they've got some good offensive pieces. Defense is growing. So I'm going to say Buccaneers as my sleeper pick. So, uh-huh. Super Bowl winner, who's your matchup? Who's winning the Super Bowl? And then let's get on <laughs> to the next question.
1: Oh, boy.
2: Between your teams, Vikings. Well, of course, I'm
1: going to have to say the Vikings are making. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. They have
2: to. Vikings in the Super Bowl.
1: You know what? Just because I'm living in Ohio, you know, I kind of would like to see, uh, you know, the Browns and the Vikings make it to the Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. Browns Uh, and and the Vikings. Now, who? Now is it this year? Is it? Is it the Vikings or the Browns playing in uh, England? I think they do play. Head yeah. to head over there. Yep. In Wickenham yeah, so, Stadium. So yeah. we can pretend that's the Super Bowl. Right, right. <laughs> so you're
2: going Vikings Browns with Vikings winning.
1: Because I would like to see it, yes. And not okay. because of the No know, scientific any, No, no science yet. there at all. Yeah. I, I mean I
2: think for me, I'd love to see the Raiders in the Super Bowl on the AFC. Anyone other than the Patriots out of all my picks, really, but <laughs> I'd love to see the Raiders in there because that's a franchise. Just they—they've got some good talent. That it'd be cool to see them in there. I like thought you were a Dolphins fan. This nah. is weird. Nah, I'm not hooting the Blowfish. <laughs> but um, uh, you're gonna cry now. You gonna, yeah. gonna cry? No, I'm not. I don't. I don't care about the Dolphins. But um, I'd love to see the Raiders, and of course, as a Vikings fan, I'd love to see the Vikings in there. <laughs> Adam's getting his guitar out. He's gonna just be careful. Remember, we we can't get sued for copyright.
1: <laughs> no, just play it one note off, and you're fine.
2: Yeah, but on the uh, <laughs> NFC, as much as I want to see the Vikings in there. I wouldn't be surprised if I, I'm going to go with Vikings, but don't be surprised if Dallas is in there and you see a Dallas Raiders uh, matchup. And I, if the Vikings make it, obviously I'm cheering Vikings all the way. Um, if they don't make it, I'm cheering Raiders. So that's my pick. So that's a big NFL talk.
1: I think I'm going to go with dub bears, the bears, <laughs>
2: the sausages
1: hey, uh, before we get off this subject here real fast. Um, yeah. What is the prognosis on Bridgewater? I've heard nothing.
2: No, they're not really saying much because he's been out practicing. A lot of the doctors are saying he's not going to be – they're probably going to start him on the IR again for the half-season IR. And then around week six or so, they'll reevaluate him. And if he's ready to go, they'll reinstate him into the roster and he'll come back as a backup more than likely to ease in. A lot of that's going to depend on how Sam Bradford's doing, though. If he's, if he's doing good in his second year in this office, uh, offense, they're going to just let him roll and then deal with the contract issue at the end of the year, I think. so.
1: Well, you know what happened the last time we got an old quarterback? His first year yeah. was awesome, which Bradford's wasn't. But his first year was awesome, and the second year was horrible. So does that mean Bradford's yeah. going to really stink up this well, season? Well,
2: Bradford's not that old. Like,
1: he is. He's 40. Not right?
2: like Favre. No, I don't think no. he's that old. He's, he's not he's, 40? Are you he's sure? He's upper 20s, lower 30s. He, he, he is been,
1: not. He looks older than me, dude. I, I,
2: I bet you he's around okay, 30. I'll I'm going to go tops. Somewhere yeah, in there. But anyways, I, I so. I swear
1: he looks older than me.
2: Yeah, no, I think he's right He's in
1: 29. There. Damn Yeah, it. Sometimes I'm so- <laughs> crazy,
0: and you wonder why. I'm such a baby, because the dolphins make me cry. Adam because made his picks. i can do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry.
2: Adam's got the dolphins in the Super Bowl, too. I got my hands stuck in glue. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, Finkel so, and Einhorn. So Zach <laughs> together. How? Faces Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Zach, that <laughs>
2: is your, our your,
1: your gun is digging into my hip. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, that's that the best reve- re- <laughs> that's the best revenge movie right there. Finkel against um uh um oh my god, the quarterback. Uh oh Marino? yeah, Dan Marino. <laughs> Wasn't it he kidnapped uh, Marino? It was oh, fake yeah, because yeah, yeah. Dan held the laces in or yeah, something. Right? Laces yeah. out, Dan. That was the the best revenge movie ever. Yeah. All
2: so, right. Zach, that was our NFL talk from us here at the Digital Soup. Hopefully you like that. Let us know what you think. Hit us up in, in email or comments. We'll get back to you. I'd be curious to see what you think your top three teams are, your sleeper and your Super Bowl winner.
0: So Wow, short topic topic. Short topic. Yeah.
2: Hopefully the next time this long. We'll have a two hour episode. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. It's dear digital soup. It's worth it, right? Yeah, we do it's, what it's we want.
1: whatever, whatever, whatever it takes to answer your guys's questions. That's right. We'll do it. We all right. Well, it. the second question we have here is an audio question, yeah. and it's uh, from somebody not very well known on this network. Uh, let's go ahead and take a listen. Sure. Hey, Jason, Adam, and usually Dave. This is SP from the Guinea network. Hey, guys, I got a question for you. So, my sixteen-year-old daughter was out and about, and unbeknownst to me, had taken our old Canon Rebel XS camera out to do some portrait-style pictures with herself and a friend. And the results were actually pretty good, but not as great as I would have liked if I was operating the camera, and I think some of that is just camera inexperience. But the camera is 15 years old, and I'm wondering if there is a better camera that you would give a 16-year-old rather than a Canon Rebel XS. So looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. And love the show. So keep it up, guys. Bye. All right. Thanks, SP. All right. Well, what I would suggest... You said he's not very well known? (laughs) Yeah, I know. know. That was a joke. For those that don't know, SP is
2: one of the what would you call it, leaders of the Gunna Geek Network over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Steven founding father, maybe? I mm-hmm. guess that, of the founding that, yeah. fathers? The founding father of the,
0: one of the founding fathers. Kind of yeah, like the, the Ben of Franklin of, of the whole thing.
2: Yeah, 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 very cool guy. He's the one that actually reached out to us and, and got us uh, in touch with them as far as becoming a member of the Gunna Geek Network. So And a little really known
1: appreciate. fact, SP does like to fly kites, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Likes flying kites. So, Jason, you had a recommendation. <laughs> that joke
1: went nowhere. I did not get it. <laughs> well, well, uh, what I was leading into was uh, I said, "All right, thanks, SP." Well, let's see what I would recommend. That was the whole joke, and then uh, oh, that Adam, was the no, joke. We yeah, stepped jumped on it. all over it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dave, go ahead and take this no. one because I know nothing about cameras.
0: Yeah, J- Jason's basically borderline moron. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> borderline. You guys don't I'm have full-fledged moron. <laughs> yeah.
2: You guys don't have any thoughts on this before before i dive in with a few things well the only thing
1: i would suggest would be if you want honest opinions uh, i would uh, take a look at uh, you know how much you wanted to spend that would be the first thing and then uh, my second uh, recommendation would be going to uh, you know like amazon or you know other uh, online retailers find out what kind of camera you can get for that price and then youtube uh, review them you know go onto youtube and watch some different reviews that way you can get actually uh, maybe some tips on how to use that specific camera, but also examples of the quality that that camera gives you, and that is the best I can do for you. I'm sorry, SP. False. A- the correct Adam's answer is
0: the correct answer is to ask Digital Soup. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, Digital because we'll basically. tell you. No, my my only thought was, you know, I I kind of go for, and I I can see Dave's answers in here, and I kind of agree. At least sticking with the brand that you might already be familiar with might help. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as Canon. Um, otherwise I'm going to hand it over to Dave.
2: Yeah. The main reason I did that, I guess, you know, what Jason said, isn't a bad thing as far as checking out some, you know, information as far as the budget you're looking at spending so you can figure out what's in that realm. But the one piece he forgot that I think is most important is to go to find a local camera store to you where they carry these cameras. You can pick them up. Don't go to Best Buy or somewhere like that. Get to some, actual camera stores wherever you're at where they have a bunch of different cameras they have knowledgeable people there and the important thing is when you pick up this camera you want it to feel good in your hand because you could get the most you know tricked out full of tech camera that does everything under the sun every bell and whistle you can imagine but if it doesn't feel good in your hand you're not going to want to use it which means you're not going to take pictures with it so that's the most important part now I've did put. A, I've got a couple examples for you here, SP, um, that we're going to put some links to. Now, these are um, affiliate links for anyone listening, just so you know, um, that we'll have in our show notes over to Amazon on a couple cameras I've got here. And the main reason I, I, I let you know this, because it's just to be t- fully transparent, where if you do decide to click through and buy that, it does just help out the show, keep the lights on, and, and cover some of the costs that we've got going on as far as bringing digital soup to you each week. But that being said... I stuck with a couple Canon cameras that are both brand new coming out. Well, one brand new coming out, one is the previous version. Um, The reason I did that is because I'm assuming if you've got the Canon camera already, you probably have some lenses already for it too. And you probably don't want to go buy a bunch of new lenses for a whole new system, especially at her age where you don't know if she's going to stick with it and how serious she's going to take it. So if you're looking at it, the first thing I recommend is Canon just announced. It's coming out soon. It's the Rebel SL2. Now, this is just a really small, I guess what you'd say, a prosumer camera entry-level SLR, digital SLR. It's going to give you great you know, resolution as far as it's like a 24-megapixel camera, um, you know, real fast autofocus, all of that kind of stuff. It's going to do video if you want. It's got the external microphone inputs and things if she wants to play around with vlogging and some of that kind of stuff as well. Um, it does have the LCD touchscreen, actually, on the back that she can use either right on the back or flip it around if she is going to do some of that kind of stuff. Comes in at the price, it's, it's right around 550 bucks with no lenses, just the body only. So it's a pretty budget-friendly camera that's going to pack a lot of power and probably be a significant upgrade over what it is um, you're using now that was the 15-year-old body. That being said, unless that 15-year-old camera body is not working, like the shutter is broken or something, Maybe look at spending the money investing in a decent lens for it too, because that might be a, a better option to go, because lenses are going to outlast the body any day of the week. But Canon Rebel SL2, brand new, will be released July 20th. Um, so that's one you can add it on pre-order right now if you want. That's one I'd recommend in the Canon world. Now, if you don't want to spend quite as much, they do have the um, previous generation of that, the S, uh, Rebel SL1. Comes in just a little bit less. I think it was, I'm just pulling it back up here. Uh, it's like 400 bucks, $405 right now. They've only got a few left in stock. It's going to give you its 18 megapixel, plenty for anything you want to do. Some updated performance, but not quite as many bells and whistles as the new version. And for the extra 100 bucks, 150 bucks, it might be worth just getting the brand new version of it too. So... Those are the two that I would recommend to start with. If you're going to stick with Canon, if you're not and you're looking at something else, there's I, I'm a I'm a Fuji X photographer, not an official one sponsored by Fuji, but that's all are I use. You're an X
0: user. photographer.
2: No, the Fuji X series cameras oh, okay. are what I use. You done. Yeah, and I love them. They're they're small. Back in my day, I
0: used to do the photographs.
2: <laughs> right. And, but those cameras, I'm a huge fan of the Fuji X series cameras. So I'd recommend those any day of the week to anybody. But um, being that she's already got Canon lenses, I'd, I'd go with one of those two and and see how they feel in her hand. If if you're looking at it, take her to the store, uh, do some test shooting, play around with them, see how they fit in her hand is the most important part so that's my recommendations sp
1: cool cool great nice. great recommendations there all right well let's go on to the next one here because uh you know we're really slowing down
2: yeah
0: hey guys over at digital soup this is chris from the gonna geek network heard you guys were doing another dear digital soup episode and want some questions from folks out there so the question i have for you guys which i know one of my co-hosts on the all things good and nerdy podcast will probably have a differing opinion than myself virtual reality gaming Is it a thing or are we trying too hard to make it a thing that's never going to happen? Because I just don't see how well it's going to work with the current price point to get in. And there's not quite as many games out there, I think, that are system sellers for it. So I'm just really Hmm. curious. What do you guys think? Is virtual reality gaming both on the PlayStation and the PC going to become a thing? Thanks, guys.
1: Well, thanks, Chris, uh, for the question here. And uh, we probably, uh, all three of us probably have different opinions on this.
0: Well, can we lump this together with another question we got from Zach at the Ether Direct podcast? We
1: possibly could. You just read that now and then we'll talk to all of them.
0: So Zach says, how do you think virtual reality and augmented reality consoles such as Oculus Rift will affect future genera- generations socially or physically or emotionally in 10 50 and 100 years from now do you foresee the impact to be positive or negative how much traction do you see these th- sort of things gaining so kind of along the same lines
2: yeah virtual reality is on the on the mind for people yeah it's well, a- hard Go well ahead, i was going to say
1: my, my my opinion let's just we'll, we'll all tell our opinions here but my opinion is i do think that some type of reality gaming is in our future. Um, we are going to head there, be it full on virtual reality where you are completely immersed in this, uh, you know, uh, made up fictional world, or augmented reality where, you know, you still, you know, have reality around you, but there you can interact with uh, fictional things within that actual reality, and that one might. That one not only has uh, you know a lot of gaming aspects to it, but in the real world, that could probably work with a lot of different uh, you know. Possibly business things or whatever, you know, um, you could be working in a virtual desk with uh, people in Japan, people over in uh, England, all of you on the same, you know, working on the same surface in a desk that, you know, that would be kind of cool. Um, but gaming wise, um, I do think uh, we're too early for us to actually see really positive aspects to it. Um, you know, nothing's ever going to touch that Nintendo Virtual Boy. That was the best. I mean, why <laughs> that, that, that isn't still around is beyond me. I mean, I loved the bloodshot eyes when you got done playing with that for an hour. <laughs> but I do think virtual reality is the way to go in gaming. I mean, I, I'm always looking at Star Trek's holodeck. I want to yes. get to that point someday.
0: You used my reference I was going to oh, throw I'm in. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'll I'll no, no, no a better cool. one.
2: What, what about the X-Men Danger Room? Their training simulator. You know uh, what I'm talking about. Is that, basically is that, uh, it's
0: basically the holodeck, yeah. though. Yep, not but better. Yep. It's got more weaponry. I yeah.
1: mean, the cost right now, like uh, I believe Can it be was uh, for... Chris that mentioned, uh, it, it is pretty expensive right now, just because it's it's so new. It's uh, you know, it's not mass. Uh, uh, mass, I guess it's probably mass-produced, but it's not uh, accepted by the masses right now. So yeah, they're not right. making a lot of money on it. There's not a lot of people buying it. So I mean, people wait and see it. This type of new tech here, you have to have money to blow to do it.
0: Right, because the I think like the Oculus Rift is starting off at like 400 bucks. Yes. you it's it's hard to get into so you know just to have virtual reality.
1: And that's just for the headset and stuff. You also have to have a high end. Uh, I believe it's just a GeForce card right now, right? AMD is Probably. not working with that, correct? Uh, but you do I have to have when a I bought, high end video card.
0: When I bought my RX 470 video card, it said it could handle that stuff, but I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. If but I, you know, remember back in the '90s, there was like Lawnmower Man and virtual reality was going to be all the craze, <laughs> and the graphics were just horrific. And then it like disappeared for a long time. And now it's back, and we have so much better technology as far as, you know, the graphics and stuff. It still has a ways to go. What's the future of it and how it'll actually impact? You know, who knows? We've already lost a lot of socialization, you know, in general just to the smartphone, you know, and just screens and iPads and things that, you know, I'll just look at my screen and have social media. And where's Mm -hmm. it going to go with virtual reality? It's probably it's probably going to go in the same direction.
2: Well, here, think think about it this way. I, myself, I, I don't think it's going to become the big thing that everyone wants it to be in the world of gaming. I think, Jason, you're right. You're going to see it more in business applications, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Like, like, Adam, you've mentioned before, too, the augmented reality as far as, you know, road construction or, you know, planning, zoning, all this kind of stuff. You're going to start seeing it become right. more and more useful there. I don't think the game is going to catch on because I think for most people... There's still something about either using your mouse and keyboard or holding that controller that people want to do. And they don't want to be spinning around with these goggles all over on their face. That being said. (laughs)
0: Reminds me of that video where that guy's, it's like the Microsoft thing and he's rock climbing or something. It just falls over on his face. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't, I don't think
2: most gamers, it's going to be kind of a gimmicky thing for them, and they're going to check it out, and they're going to say, eh, yeah, it's okay, but give me my my console or give me my PC, whatever they're gaming on. But if this takes off and it does become big, even though social media and cell phones and everything are kind of putting up that barrier between people in the real world and learning to communicate, virtual reality is going to put you essentially face-to-face with them again, even though it's a virtual world. And you may see people actually starting to learn, these younger generations, how to talk to somebody face-to-face mm-hmm. again. Mm. Now, when they take the goggles off, are they going to freeze like a deer in the headlights? Who knows? <laughs> I can but actually it could see actually see Yeah. I mean, it could actually get people interacting and that that'd be the best thing is just a giant prank on everyone where they think <laughs> they've got a virtual super graphic version of like here's my buddy down the street we're both playing this game and look we're walking down the street and we meet each other and really it's just like real glasses yeah. and they're actually <laughs> interacting in real life but that's that's I, the key
0: i i think that there's going to be More adoption of this if if there's less wearing a big clunky device on your face. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. And I think the price also has to go down because as soon as if you had let's say you had a a virtual storefront in front of you when you're shopping instead of a, a screen. You know, where you yep. can, let's say you can grab an object and rotate it and examine, you know, the photo of it in that yep. way. Rather, you know, I, there's a lot of things that are coming that could be pretty cool for this. But I think we also your... need to be wary of like, remember the movie Demolition Man where yeah. Sandra Bullock's like, oh, you want to sleep together? And then they yeah, sit on opposite yeah. sides of the room and they put this little thing over their head and you're like,
2: Ugh. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like, hey, what? What's
0: this? Like, He's <laughs> like, oh, I just knitted you a sweater. Just it's want,
2: my What's this? You know, I just want to, want to have <laughs> fun. I don't know what is the future
0: what does the future of it look like it's hard to say and what how will it impact we, we won't know until it gets there but
1: well it's it's yeah. all the non-gaming aspects that uh are probably the most promising I mean when you were just talking about that there adam I was thinking about this think about uh forensic specialists uh, or crime scene investigators think if uh, they had a device that went in there and completely mapped a crime scene and then they could back in their uh, office they could physically walk through this and inspect everything everything and then of course mm-hmm. everything there could be used in court uh, to you know prosecute oh, a murder or whatever yeah I there's guess.
0: I agree there's tons of applications think about surgery you know or anything yep. like that where oh. it's your your doctor has his hands are too shaky but you know the virtual mode he can control it or you know or for training uh, you know of oh, definitely it's, for
1: training like uh, yeah. that type of stuff would be amazing think about yeah.
2: this though impact on business Adam's example of being able to go out to the web through a virtual reality console, pick up that product, look at it, try it out. We talked about cameras. You can pick up that camera, hold it in your hand, and feel how it feels, see how you like it. And then you add it to your Amazon shopping cart, and you never leave your home for anything, even though people are shopping online right now at unprecedented rates. If you can do that, there's even less chance of someone walking into a store for something. You could see the actual brick and mortar store virtually disappear, including grocery yeah. stores and everything else, as
0: long as they can get these things to you quickly. I'm gonna everywhere. drink drink some virtual milk.
2: Yeah. Dang <laughs> mustache it left.
0: No. <laughs> I want to just sit at home wearing nothing but the pens yeah.
1: virtually doing everything. You'll just be plugged into a
0: blob on the couch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, here's another cool aspect uh, to virtual reality is uh, take a look at the, like, either uh, shut-ins, disabled people who cannot get out into the real world, yeah, yeah. Um, or people that are afraid of... Uh, Wide open spaces, don't know what that's yeah. called, but wide the open goths, spaces, or, you know, or yeah, or or just you know going out and being around people. This could assist them in still having some type of real life because they could uh, mingle with family and friends, but yep. in a virtual world.
2: Yep, I, I mean I see so many positives from it, but it, it also terrifies me because I I already feel like so much today. I mean, not just kids of today, but adults. You know they. No one knows how to just get outside and relax and enjoy the na- you know mm-hmm. nature and the outdoors and everything else. That's a big part of my lifestyle. And that's something I would hate to see go to waste, you know, for right. for future generations. But interesting question, interesting question. Listeners, if you've got a, any, any topics or, or not topics, any feedback on that, let us know what mm-hmm. you think. But
0: one, one thing that's, I guess this isn't directly tied to virtual reality, but I think it would be kind of cool. You could have potentially replace your home theater if you had a, you know, just put this headset on and make the experience actually just as good as if you're watching a huge huge screen that would be kind of cool.
1: Oh yeah. Lay back in bed and watch, uh, you know, like a um like what movie. do you call that? X-Max? No. What is it called? IMAX. X-Max. IMAX. IMAX X-Max. movies. <laughs> you're laying in bed watching X-Max, huh? <laughs> what is who that? Who <laughs> that? That's a little different, I guess.
2: If you want to see this technology really get traction, like Zach <laughs> oh. was asking, and, and Chris, yeah, that's so where well you're going to see it happen. Yeah. when Adult when industry. Adult industry gets a hold yeah. of it and makes it legitimately good on that side <laughs> you know, I hate to say it and you know we're we're keeping it family friendly but that's what will drive a technology like that and make it common. So yep. what do we got up next? That was a great All question right. though. Well, let's go on to the next question here.
0: Dear Digital Soup, this is Anthony from All Things Good and Nerdy. My question is is the Atari actually joining the game console wars? Or is this just a ploy to get more people to go see the new Blade Runner? Mm. So this <laughs> yeah, is the Atari box that we were talking about before, yeah. right?
1: And I actually I didn't get his reference because it's been so long since I've seen that movie. So I actually had to Google it. <laughs> Do you know what his reference is, you know, no about the new Blade Runner movie? Is this just a gimmick to get people to go to it?
2: They're they're showing it a lot in the the trailers and advertisements for the Blade Runner movie, I know.
1: Yeah, and the reason being is the original Blade Runner. If you go back and watch it, and I I looked at the screenshots and stuff when I was googling this, is they had uh, uh, billboards plastered all over the oh, yeah. city of yep. Atari. Yeah, uh, Atari was like the thing back when uh, this movie came out in the what was it, the early eighties or late seventies? I can't remember something like that. Yeah, I
2: forget. Right but now.
1: Atari was huge. Uh, you know, they picked them as hey, this is the the gaming and media and banners. Well, that's everywhere. all there was then. Technically, yeah, there you was know, the ColecoVision. Vision and. Yeah. Uh, in television, but so know. what
2: do you think? Are are they making a real Atari box, or is this just a big marketing gimmick? Like, you know, like...
1: I until uh, Anthony asked this question, I did not even think this might be a joke. But you know, it possibly could be. A lot of movies do that; they'll make a website or whatever, uh, you know, thinking that it's real. You know, and it's just yep. uh, you know marketing.
0: But Atari is an actual company with an actual CEO that's talking about this. It's made an actual statement. So, is or. I guess it could be. I don't know. I mean, we, we, don't, we won't know until it does or I, doesn't come out. Right. <laughs> you know? Here's my
2: thoughts on it, though, is we talked Cheese about it a little while back. Cheese <laughs> knees. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, we talked about it, though, and we were kind of debating on, is this going to be a full-fledged system to compete with the Xbox and the PlayStation and the Nintendo uh, Switch, or is this going to be more of the kind of classic system, you know, version of the mini NES classic, that kind of stuff. And we were kind of debating that that side of it. I, I didn't give much thought to the marketing thing. And I've heard a lot of people say that, but the, here's where I'm hung up on it. And I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the legalities, but I would have to think that if this was a marketing ploy, we will still see some sort of Atari box system come out. It may not be a super ambitious project trying to take on Xbox or PlayStation, but I would think that if a company and the CEO of that company comes out and makes a formal announcement that they are doing something, and then it turns out that it's all just a bait and switch to help push people to go see a movie, I gotta think there's some kind of legality issues there. So I'm thinking there's got to be some sort of system coming. Um, I, maybe I'm wrong on that, but it seems to me like, you know, it it it'd be really kind of in a gray area legal-wise to be able to do something like that. So
1: it could just be a box with a Raspberry Pi in it and an old yep. Atari 2600 emulator? Essentially, it's possible.
2: I mean, it could just be some, you know, classic gaming bogus type system, you yep. know, and not a full-fledged we're going to compete. But I kind of <laughs> think they're going to try
1: and put something out. Uh, Well, I I think we had decided uh, because uh, Adam had brought it up uh, that on their website they're actually looking for developers, which means you're going to be making new games. You're not going to be making just porting over old games. No, that wasn't the
0: Atari box that was looking for developers, was it? Yeah, it was. I I believe it was. I
2: I can't remember on that. uh, But the other uh, thing about it is that while you're looking that up, is if they're going to do this, it's one thing uh, to have one or two groups. It was Atari? Okay. So it's it's one thing to have one or two groups in on the joke to say, yep play this serious, we're gonna play this big joke, it's it's all um, a marketing ploy. But when you start getting, reaching out to developers and getting more and more and more people involved, if it's just a marketing ploy, that news is gonna spill long before that movie comes and you're probably gonna make more people angry and chase them away from seeing the movie, potentially, if something like that was just a big con, basically, to help drive movie
1: numbers. I, I doubt that, though. This movie, it, this was huge cult uh, following. I do And I think everybody's going to watch this, that watch the original.
2: Right. But how many of the demographic for that movie, I mean, they're, they're, they're our age, you know, 30s, 40s and up. Definitely a big part of our, our population, of course, that are going to see this movie, but... There's also that huge segment of younger people that maybe have never seen the original. And if there was something like this, they're gamers. They got excited about Atari and it got them all interested in Blade Runner and all this stuff. And the only reason they found it is because they thought there's a new game system that's going to be featured in this movie. And it turns out it's all just a big, basically, prank Mm -hmm. by this company. I, I mean... I'd be a Wouldn't go irritated. well for the company. Yeah, I, I just think it would make that company look so bad that I think I, I've got to think that there's something real coming from this.
0: Well, I just signed up on AtariBox.com for updates, so we'll see oh, what we happens. Go. They they yeah. they have a full like mailing list here.
2: You'll be a man on the inside for us. Yes, I'll let you know. Yeah. Once.
1: All right, so Anthony, we have uh, uh, officially decided that we're going to see some type of box, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what now? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's not all just a marketing ploy we will see some type of box be it an emulation box <laughs> or full on console box you are getting clip sound clip this weekend. well since i'm the editor i doubt it'll happen Oh, it'll <laughs>
2: happen i'll grab that file and it'll happen no but <laughs> I'm yeah, sure you I, I agree yeah anthony this this is going to be some kind of atari system coming out <laughs> we think
1: all right next question
0: Hello, Digital Soup, it's Naki from All Things Good and Nerdy, and my question for you, should I continue to invest in consoles, which seems to be about every three years now, or should I just make the jump and go to PC gaming and only PC gaming?
1: Boo! (laughs) Well, uh... We've we've talked about this many times here, and we know uh, where each of us stands. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan. Dan, wow, Dan Deerdorf is uh, once again <laughs> in our studio. Uh, yeah, what do you I, think, Frank? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, Dave, uh, he does do some PC gaming, but he he loves feeling that controller in his hand. <laughs> love he loves sitting it. on that couch, feeling that controller. Or me, on the other hand, I would rather PC game. Now, if you were to give up consoles. Right now is the perfect time to do it. And the reason why I'm saying it is because most of the titles are coming out on PC also. So it's not like you're not going to be able to play the, the big triple A titles if you're only a PC gamer, except for those, uh, you know, those certain... Days gone. Uh, yeah Dave's gone or like a mario's or um... i
2: thought you said dave's gone i was like what
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm right here it's a new game it's called
0: dave's gone let's pretend he's not here go ahead Dave's Jason. not here man
1: it's me dave oh man you just beat me by a second <laughs> um now uh why can't you do both i mean that's what we're gonna say right why why, why give up one for the other i mean have both systems have a console pick one of the consoles that you like best have that but also have a good PC Play some PC games. There are tons of games on the PC that never make it to the console So that's why it's great to have both because then you have the best of both worlds
2: That's
0: like what I'm I kind of like I'll echo Jason's answer because it's it's nice to have the console, you know, and I'm I have children also that really like to play the console don't touch the PC yeah. So there's, it's good to have a good mix of, of gaming abilities, and um, PC is what I, you know, when it came to first-person shooters, that's where everything started for me, so I always like to go back to that.
1: Right,
2: right. Well, I, I agree. It's good to keep a PC, but for me, I say keep the consoles. They're... I don't know. There's something about playing games on a console that just has more heart behind it. More, It just gets me into it more than sitting at the computer because I sit at a computer all day long for work. Mm. And so a lot of times in the evening and I, I come home and I edit you know photos for my photo work and video and all this other stuff, and I don't want to sit at my computer anymore sometimes. So sometimes, even though it's still just a screen, if I'm going to play a game, it's nice just to kick back on a couch or something and play on a console. That being said... It is nice to have, you know, even even if you went and got just a moderately specced out PC where even if you're playing some of these games, maybe they're in a little lower quality setting, something like that. It's not too hard to have a machine that can do that and put your money in the consoles. That's what I say, Naki. Enjoy them. Have fun with them unless you're frustrated having to buy a new one every three years.
0: Yeah, that's the other piece that she was talking
2: about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but the reality is you're going to be upgrading your PC at that same rate to keep pace yep. with whatever new games are out. So either way you go, you're in an upgrade cycle, essentially. Yeah.
1: Technically, just the graphics card, because, I mean, I'm I'm still shooting my 6-core, uh, what, this is... Three years old. Right. My six core. Uh, I've I've upgraded the video card, but yeah. I mean, basically, that's the only thing you have to upgrade. You know, add more, you know, uh, hard drive space here and there, especially if you're doing video and photo work. But that's a anything to do with gaming. But yeah, right. you, every, you know, you can buy a two hundred dollar video card and use that at medium to high settings for three years. Right. You know, so uh, that is technically cheaper than a console every three yep. years.
2: But, Although I say this, Naki. Yeah. Stick with your consoles, go with consoles, (laughs) stick with the heart. I'm still rocking an old PS3. I haven't even upgraded to a PS4 or an Xbox One. So I'm, I'm at a point where I'm really enjoying seeing some of these games that I hadn't had a chance to play because I just don't have a lot of time for gaming either. And so it's kind of fun now that I can grab some of these big titles from two years ago for 20 bucks, you know, and I can experience them for the first time. Yeah, I'm behind and I'm late to the game, but I also can choose better because I'm not taking a chance on a new game. So and at the end of the day, go with whatever your your gut instinct says and where Mm -hmm. you have the most fun playing, because it's all about what feels best, you know.
0: In the words of Napoleon Dynamite, just follow your heart.
2: That's what I do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> good advice. <laughs> and Napoleon Dynamite enjoys uh, Android gaming, so you know there you go. There's yeah, another aspect. Yeah. True. <laughs> true, true. Just true. use the Atari box. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Maybe the Adams that you mentioned. We had one more uh, email. Why don't you go ahead and read that? Since uh, sure, it's this... your
0: favorite topic. Absolutely, except <laughs> not. But the uh, this comes from the Belief Books, an upcoming podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you think athletes, i.e. NFL and NBA players, should make significantly more money than individuals who are teachers or scientists? Why or why not? Hmm. Philosophical well, question. The
1: first, the first interesting thing I'm going to note here is that he says... NFL and NBA players because you know real athletes are not NHL or. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, it's a, IE. Is like for example, you know. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Okay, that's how grammar works. He, just I just omitting. wanted to do a joke there. He's Come just on. sorry making for stomping our, it,
2: making their hockey and uh, baseball MLB baseball fans angry. But what I do you guys think? I was thinking MMA. MMA, yeah. yeah. Well, well,
1: here's here's my thoughts on it. Here is, yes, uh, you know. Individuals like teachers and scientists, they bring a lot to, uh, you know, the world. I mean, the, the teachers are actually, you know, teaching our young. They're, they're, they're actually what is bringing society ahead. Uh, I mean, without teachers, I mean, we're just going to have a bunch of idiots from, like, idiocracy running around. We need <laughs> those teachers uh, to teach our young to be, you know, the, the future scientists, the future leaders, you know, the future doctors um and scientists you know uh, of course we need scientists because you know we need to understand what's going on uh you know with the world and uh you know we need to colonize mars soon because we're killing this planet so we're going to need those scientists
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is that a lot of these jobs that this is kind of that old well they're getting paid so much more money to catch a ball mm-hmm. and run into an end zone while and, there are people that have su- significant impact on humanity yeah. You know, or, or or people in general, you know, and,
1: and there's a reason for that. It's because of us. Well, not technically yep. you, but uh, the sports fans. The sports fans are why this happens. There was an awesome uh, YouTube video. Cannot remember what, what it was called here, but the premise of it was they were doing like Sports Center um, interviews with teachers. Did you see this? Uh, I didn't even know what it's called. Just Google Sports Center interview with teachers. And it's uh, treating the teachers just like uh, athletes after a great game. Like, uh, hey, uh, your entire class just passed or had the highest SAT scores in the nation. You know, how how did you do it? You know, how did you feel? You know, it's a pretty funny video. And uh, if we treated teachers the way we treated NFL players and NBA players, athletes in general they would be making the big money, but we, we go to these events. We, uh, you know, pay for, uh, the tickets to these events. We pay for, you know, uh, pay-per-views for, you know, uh, MMAs, like you said, et cetera. We pay a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, and that's why, because that's where the money is. These companies out there know that they're going to make a ton of money. If they're going to be- you know, you're not going to pay a, a, a fifth grade school teacher, uh, a five million dollar uh, three three-year contract because how how are they going to recoup those costs? They're not because us, uh, we're not like, oh, let's give this school all this money now because this teacher rocks, man.
0: Well, people will pay a lot for entertainment. I yes. mean, that's really what it comes down to. We've got mm-hmm. the, the cheapest seat at Target Field when I'm looking at this right now is 21 bucks um the most expensive what? seat oh, baseball uh, yeah. Baseball, sorry target field baseball and you know that ranges from 21 all the way up to home plate boxes 77 bucks dugout boxes 102 but there's over 39,000 seats there not to mention the concessions the mm-hmm. all the, uh, the, the merchandise 162 would, games that yep yeah. i mean you put this well, together i guess that one stadium is a playing 162 games what no I never there's well there's that. there's a tremendous yeah. amount of of money that comes in you know that people will spend you know a, a, A day's salary going to one game Mm -hmm. and they you know they pay the athletes that can bring in the people you know that's that's kind of the economics let me hit you
2: with this though that you can no i'm gonna drop some numbers some business for you everyone thinks of that because when you think of the nfl the nba and i'm gonna use the nfl as an example but you think of these players making five eight ten million dollars a year when in reality it's a very small percentage of the players in the nfl that actually make those salaries those are your people like a tom brady those are your people like a um you know richard sherman those high-end position players that have been in the league a long time they're on their second or third contract now finkel. When, yeah finkel when you look at it 70 <laughs> percent of the nfl players roughly are between the ages of about 22 to 23 years old and 27 years old out of that 70%, a very small percentage of those will last more than two or three years further on in the league. The salary ranges for those age groups, when they come in as a rookie through their first contract, is depending on how high they're taken in the draft, you're maybe looking at three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, definitely under a million dollars a year. And that second contract, if they're not an all-out superstar, they're going to get a contract around one to two million dollars a year. Now, but compare but that even with that doctors. Low
1: end, well, sorry, what? Dave. But even that low end that you just mentioned—that's yep. like six times the salary of a, a teacher that just got out of college. Uh,
2: maybe a teacher. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and a teacher. But when you look at scientists, professors um doctors things like that but you know if if you're thinking about teachers in say an elementary school setting versus a you know state or or large-scale university those professors in the university are making big money and and they're making it with you know arguably some very flexible work hours you know because how often you see when you get a professor at a major college You know, they teach in their classes and there's all the work and prep into it, but they spend a lot of their time because they get grant money to write books or research or do whatever else they're doing too. So it's kind of a two-way street. And when you look at it, an average salary for a doctor is right around two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. From some from some quick research I did while you guys were talking, it's not all that far off, really, from no, an no. average NFL player. It's just that you hmm. see those standouts like uh, you know, Peyton Manning or, or someone like that. Well, he's retired now, but these big names that sign these massive contracts. Baseball is another one. Yeah, Finkel, Dan Marino. <laughs> no, they didn't make much back then, but. <laughs> that that salary range really isn't quite as different as people think but you know a lot of people get angry that these athletes make that much money but i always like to ask people because i think it is ridiculous that anybody makes that much money 25 million dollars in one year to play a game
0: or to write an album
1: 25 million dollars uh, for a movie Yep. yep, you're starring
0: in a movie, you're going, you're doing something everybody's watching and paying for. It's yep, it's but kind of along the same lines.
2: Yeah, and people get so angry about it, but I like to ask them and turn it around and say, all right, that's fair, I understand. But if someone told you, we're going to pay you $25 million to go do that podcast, for example, that you guys are doing for free every week, and we're going to give you $25 million a year to do it, who in their right mind is going to say no? If there are people mm-hmm. willing to pay them, mm-hmm. then why is there any argument about it whether it's right or wrong yeah. if there's someone willing to pay it you, you can't fault the athletes or the actors or musicians for taking that money but it's not like you know some of these professions i mean teachers are one that i know they get they get a knockdown especially when you're at that elementary and high school level maybe junior mm-hmm. college but you get up when you when you start including into that your higher end professors and things like that those averages start to climb
0: so
1: yeah, and then like an indecent well, uh proposal you know <laughs> I think it's you know, Cuckoo, it's important to th- to remember <laughs> that these right. are
0: um, these are businesses that are for profit. NHL, right. NBA, NFL, any of the major national sports, you yep. know, areas. They're despite what these what these guys are getting paid, ultimately money's being made. There's that much money yep. flowing in. as so somebody's making 19 million dollars. The team is making a lot more. And you know, you know what else? Those
2: communities for- that have those teams. So for example, us here in Minnesota, you mentioned Target Field. The city of Minneapolis and the Twin Cities area, and the state of Minnesota, also takes in a lot of money taxes, from that. You know, yeah. between taxes and mm-hmm. um, all of the advertising and and community stuff that goes on, community outreach. They do a lot of work to help kids to put together playgrounds, to do all of these things, advocating. You know, they they do all of the um cancer awareness stuff the Mm -hmm. the military programs they have so they do a Mm -hmm. lot and reach out too so it's it's kind of not a direct apples to apples because a doctor or a scientist they're going to work on their thing and it's going to maybe impact them and if they have a breakthrough on say the scientist front they may have a discovery or something that impacts the whole world but how many of those same scientists or doctors work on something their whole life and they're very good at what they do and they help All the people they come into contact with, but it's not a life changer. It's not a, Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, a world changer, you know, for everyone. Well, and neither is getting a touchdown. But exactly at the same time, you know, it so here's my thing it, it, when you think about it on an individual basis, yep, the highest paid Cubs player is making 19 million dollars in 2012. Yep. That seems just like unfair, you know, when you compare it to, when you compare it to, you know, somebody that's making a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. but then again that's life that is how it is this person's getting yeah. paid they offer them this much money to keep them there because they're keeping the fans there if we wanted to change that you know what we'd have to do we'd have to stop attending games and stop paying yep. for stuff
1: and that's that, not gonna happen
0: no, no it's not gonna happen
2: but i would i would also argue that even though it's in very different ways that highest paid cubs player is impacting potentially a lot of people's lives even though it's not the same way that a doctor will or a teacher mm-hmm. but there's a lot of times that these players they're not just an athlete they're a role model for kids coming mm-hmm. up they're they're someone that they can look up to their hero figures they're people that you know you you hear it a lot with with actors and comedians and podcasters sports people where some people get to some really dark places, and the only thing that got them through it was watching their favorite sports team, that kind of stuff. So it, it's it's tough. I don't think you can make a direct apples-to-apples apples comparison, but I would just say my thought is it's not for us to say what's right or wrong on who's getting paid what. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fact of the matter is if someone's willing to pay you to do something, you'd be dumb not to take it. Yeah, $19 yeah.
1: Million. Yep, uh, sign <laughs> yeah. me up. I'll take it. Yep. All right. Well, gentlemen, we have one more question, and it is an audio question. So here we go.
0: Hello. This is Willie Nelson from the All Things Good and Nerdy (laughs) podcast. I just got one thing for you. Sony PlayStation. Thank you.
1: (laughs) 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 Really? I I failed to see the question there, but... (laughs) I've
2: got an answer for him. Hmm. It's going to go something like this. You've got... Mafia mushrooms named Goombas. You've got sexually suggestive female lead characters in Princess Peach. You've got main villains named Bowser. Willie, I'm with you. F Nintendo. Just F Nintendo. So that's what he was saying, huh? Whoa. Sony
0: PlayStation.
2: <laughs> yeah. Whoa.
1: He, he uh... it just blew my mind.
0: <laughs> Yamaha Virago.
2: Yeah, you'll have to go back. Pardon, I, that's I had to had to censor the language a little bit. Hopefully, that wasn't too bad. I think Willie's going to get that response.
0: I think he's going to understand it. But nice, uh, glad you had one because
1: yeah, no, I I, I, uh, I, had no I agree. Idea what I, was I have
0: to for. agree though. Sony PlayStation guys, come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm all,
1: I'm all in, all the way, man. I'm thinking go about changing Sony. the podcast to Sony PlayStation. Why not? <laughs> I'm going
0: to rename both my children to Sony and PlayStation.
1: Sweet. You got to have one more so you can
2: have it Sony Play and Station. Oh.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, Pro, Sony, PlayStation, and Pro. Yeah. Two there more kids go. for you, Adam. <laughs> <We'll>... <laughs> Uh-oh, I'll go tell the wife. <laughs> Suddenly, we've got to wrap up in
2: a hurry. Adam's got to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: And technically, we do have to wrap up. So, Adam, where can they see us or hear us well, or we, visit us? We can't us? do
2: that yet. We've still got to answer a riddle, dude.
1: Oh, man, we had to. Ah. Oh, I didn't even want to think about that riddle. Read it again.
2: Yeah. So, read it again. The answer is, a mother has five boys, Marco Tucker, Webster, and Thomas was the fifth boy's name Frank, Evan, or Alex?
1: Oh my gosh! There's, there's got to be some type of riddle to this.
2: There, there is a reason <laughs> to it. And while you guys are doing that, is it? Th- I'm going to go th- ahead and give our last uh, shout out to our you know great friends over on the gonna Geek Podcast Network. Uh, first off, I want to just say real quick thank you to everyone who sent in the questions. We got some great support from our fellow shows on the gonna Geek Network. Um, The full cast over at All Things Good and Nerdy, SP from Better Podcasting, and uh, his handful of other shows that he does, Starling Tribune, I believe, and Gonna Geek, the official Gonna Geek show. But I wanted to make sure you guys also check out one of the newer members of the podcast network that joined just shortly before us, um, the Super Geeky Playdate is what they're called. And okay. so I believe I have that right. Yeah, Super Geeky Playdate. Now, they're another one of these shows that's kind of similar to us in a way what? where they they cover just a lot of geek culture. These guys were a lot of fun. They'll go into movies, games, everything else. And in what their official um, last episode, now, I think they've got a new episode that should drop this Wednesday, but their most recent episode that's up as of today is uh, they have a special guest named Parallax that joins the show to discuss their top five favorite one-liners from movies. Um, Brady Berserker, who's one of the hosts, is super excited about an old South Park game for some reason. Metal Mattson learns all about the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Big Sexy Brian Bales goes from 6 to midnight about the new SNES classic. So check out Super Geeky Playdate and all the other great shows over on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. Big Sexy?
1: Isn't that Kevin Nash?
2: No, it's Big Sexy Brian Bales from the Super Geeky Playdate. So. Uh. So yeah they are a lot of fun it's It's a fun show. I check that out every time every time a new episode drops. so gunnageek.com. dot com you can find all kinds of great contact no matter what your interests are as long as you're into geeky stuff, you'll find it over there. You guys have an
0: answer yet.
1: I was trying to figure out I was
0: the, <laughs> the answer is we, it. there's not enough information. Well, I
1: I, I was thinking maybe it was syllables, because each of those names had two syllables, but Evan and Alex are both two syllables, so that's not it. I'm
0: thinking, is it five boys and then also Marco, Tucker, Webster, and Thomas? Nope. So the
2: clue then is that the the fifth boy... You want the answer? I'll just give you the answer. The fifth boy's name was Frank. How? And the reason why is that the the other four boys, each of their first names starts with a letter of the day of the week. Marco Monday. Ah, Tucker ah. Tuesday. Oh, Wednesday's that's like a Wednesday's. Mind Trap question. You guys ever play yeah. Mind Trap? Yeah. yeah. We, yeah should, we should do
0: a Mind Trap episode. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that was a I mean, nice. no, but you guys, um I do have uh, we can save it for next show too. I do have a little bit of a weekly garnish I can tell you guys about real quick, but let's save that. Yeah. yeah we get we're into a little gear. Long. We've got a long one, so he is running now. This was a great sequel. Digital yeah. Dear Digital soup sequel. Yeah, I like I it. Liked we probably
1: it. had too many questions <laughs> for the way we like to ramble yeah. on. That's well, thanks
0: again everybody for your questions. We really appreciate that. We hope to get more questions from you next time and uh as always, really you can more? find more questions <laughs> next yeah. time. Yeah, we want more questions. Well, so remember to <laughs> stop by our Twitter poll and check it out And uh, once we put that up on which movies we, we want to talk about. And as always, you can find us at digital soup podcast.com where you can find links to all of our content, social media sites, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You can listen live, subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere you can and tell a friend about us. We would really appreciate that. So from us at the digital soup podcast to you guys out there in the, uh, ethereal world of awesomeness, Mm. have a (laughs) great week and we will catch you next week.
2: Hasta la vista, baby.
1: Later, gators. (laughs) Hodor. Nice. Later, guys.
0: Intro background music is The Run by Kai Engel. Licensed under an attribution license through Creative Commons.